0: In the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Ghost. This morning the Word of God comes to us, and we hear, the first of all, the reality of St. Paul, who is the least among the apostles, as he refers to himself, because he condemned and persecuted the Church. And yet, through the call of God's grace, that imperfection within him has been glorified so that he can serve the Lord as one of his holy instruments to proclaim and witness the Good News of Salvation. The Gospel we hear of a a person who was brought to the Lord, who is both deaf and dumb. He was deaf, he could not hear and he was not able to speak properly. So he either had a stutter or he had some inability of communicating well with those around him. And to this reality, the Lord heals. He heals this man with his touch. So what does this miracle, what does this have to do with you and me? Well, first and foremost, what it has to do with us is we causes within us a reflection A reflection to ask ourselves, how are we deaf to the Lord? How is it that the Lord cannot pierce our ears? You know, in our modern day, we often will see people who have their whole entire ear pierced. Crazy. Ridiculous. And yet, that is is the central truth of what should be occurring in our everyday life. The Word of God should pierce our ear. The word of God, you see, the devil always takes what is good and perverts it. He perverts it and makes us see something that is good and, and something that is right, but it is not so. It is not so. And so the, the piercing of the ear is a visible symbol of the word of God that should be piercing our ear. It is the word of God that should pierce us. And are we deaf to the word of God which God speaks to us? Because the word that God speaks to us is a word of salvation, a word of, forgive, a word of forgiveness, a word of common understanding of the love that God has for me, and for you, and in that love that He has for us, we are called to be instruments of that love. Because God loves me a sinner, I am called in turn to, lo- in turn to love those around me no matter how great or how big their sin is. You know, if we love, if if God loved as we loved, if God determined this action is wrong, I'm not going to love you. This action isn't right, I'm not going to love you. None of us would be loved. None of us would be loved by the Lord. The smallest, venial sin is a tremendous transgression against the Almighty God and yet He loves us to forgive us and desire desire us to be one with Him. So then who am I, who are you, to be so stingy with God's love for those around us? Now you ask yourself, well, who does God love? Which person does He love and which person doesn't He love? Well, if they're living and breathing on this planet, hence, living and breathing on this planet, regardless of what they may be doing, then, that, my dear brothers and sisters, requires us to love. Requires us to love them as God desires us to be loved. As God desires to love those around Him, as God loves us. So we, are we deaf to the Word of God that tells us we are called to love one another? Are we deaf to that Word of God which tells us that you and I are called to be instruments of God's love and mercy? Who are we to withhold from God the love of God from those around us uh, when God Himself loves them? Now that does not mean that that doesn't mean that people are not accountable for how they act and how they live. But that's a whole different side of the story. That is a whole different side because first they must know that they are loved by God, that God has come and God saves them, that God desires to be united with them forever. And to enjoy their to the, with all eternity, with heaven, with the angels and the saints. So, are we deaf to what God has to say? We can look at this as a miraculous healing, which it is, the marks of a deaf man. But more importantly, the word of the, the the miracles of Jesus point to a greater truth, not just the physical reality, but the spiritual reality. And then we live in a time and an age in which, some, unfortunately, sometimes those who are united in Christ, those who are united in Christ, tend to be stingy with God's love, or limit who God would love. Limit who God would love in the sense of how they speak, where the country they come from, what, skin is, what's, what is their skin color. You know, we, li- we can look at what's happening in the world today and say, it's not my fault. It's not my fault, I have nothing to do with it, I'm not, I myself am not racist. But my dear brothers and sisters, if we are honest with ourselves, to a certain degree, we all are. To a certain degree, we all are. We look at people with suspicion. We look at people with those around us, and that cannot be. That cannot be. And so, is their behavior correct in what they're doing? No. That behavior is not right looting and rioting and that matter. but we also have to be honest enough to admit the fault that we all share in people feeling inferior to other people because of who and what we are all about. The Israel did the same thing. Israel which was just called to bring on all the people. They were chosen to bring all people to the temple to worship the one true God. But to, because of the sinfulness of Israel, they became more centered, so my, myopic, and focused on themselves. They become more centralized that we're chosen, we're better, we're, we're the best. Tough on you, God loves us more. Is it not just hysterical that Israel would think that? But be careful, how often do we think that? How often do we think that? You know, I mentioned in the last, in the, the previous masses that it, it is fitting in this homily also, is that in this area of Brooksville, as we all know, this is very historic for the Ku Klux Klan, the KKK. And my dear friends, how many members of that white supremacist organization professed Christianity? How many of them gathered in church on Sunday when they did their evil deeds throughout the week? It might be shocking to find out. It might be shocking to find out that the majority were Christian. The majority professed their belief in Jesus Christ. And so therefore, that, that is that inconscionable. Is That is is horrific, that someone would profess Jesus with their lips, and live a life contrary to that. And so therefore, we have to be honest and look in the mirror of the Lord. We have to look in the Lord's mirror and ask ourselves, and am I deaf to what the Lord wants to speak to me? Am I deaf to the Lord's communication to me? Am I open to hear the Word of God? But that that indicates, my brothers and sisters, something that we have to be mindful of, that you and I must read the Word of God. We must immerse ourselves in His Word to hear Him speak to us, to hear what He has to say. We have to listen to the Magisterium of the Church, the Pope and bishops in communion with Him who indicate and share with us the truth of God's faith, the truth of belief. Whereas we hold that the Church is infallible and indefectible when it comes to the teaching on faith and morals, the Church cannot be in error. In faith and morals we assent with our mind and our will this reality. This is what defines us as Catholics. This is what makes us different from the other Christian denominations. But now, this man wasn't just deaf, He was also mute, or had a speech impediment. And so therefore the Lord heals both his hearing and his speaking. So how are you and I proclaiming and speaking the Word of God to the world out there? How are we manifesting the presence of Jesus with our words and with our actions? Coming to church is important, don't get me wrong. But if all we're doing is coming to church and praying to God and not living what we profess in this building, shame on us. Read the newspaper, turn on the news, and look at the world in which we live. Why does the world look like this? Because you and I as Christians, and all those who profess to be Christians and believers in Jesus, are not doing what we're supposed to be doing. We are not speaking the truth in love. We are just giving in to the ways of the world and we're just looking and throwing a pity party. What can little little I do? It's only just little me. What voice do I have? There but for the grace of God go I. There but for the grace of God go I. As St. Paul says in the closing of his letter uh, this morning to to the Corinthians, I am what I am. I am what I am, but through the power of God's grace I am perfected. You and I are sinners and without the Lord we can do nothing. But with the Lord we have a tremendous power. And for us as Catholic Christians who have the power of the Word and the sacraments, shame on us that we give into the fear that we don't trust the power that we possess in Christ Jesus. This morning, the miracle of the Lord. The miracle that the Lord performs on this deaf and mute man is an indication to you and to me that the Lord wants us to hear his word. He wants us to live his word. He wants us to speak his word, so that all people may come to know that Jesus Christ is Lord, that Jesus Christ has come out of love for us, out of mercy for us, to save us, and allow us to be with Him forever in eternity. The gift of eternal life with God, the angels, and the saints is not something that we are to hoard and keep to ourselves. It is something in which the Lord, who has created each human life on this planet, desires to be with Him forever in eternity. Every single person on this planet that's living and breathing God created to be with Him forever in eternity. And yet there are some poor souls out there that are clueless as to this fact. So if you and I are the ones who know it, how can we keep it to ourselves? How can we not share that good news with those around us? The Word of God is a challenging word. The life of the Christian is not an easy task. It's not just joining some fraternity or some country club. The life of the Christian follows after the words of the Lord. If you wish to be my disciple, pick up your cross and follow after me. If we're going to live what we profess in this building, if we're going to live out there in the world, that Jesus Christ is the Lord, that Jesus Christ is the meaning for everything of who and what I'm all about, if we're going to live that out there, we better be expecting the cross. But then, my dear friends, Look at the great company we're in. We're in the company of all those saints that are given to us as witnesses and examples. We are in the great company of those holy martyrs of the early Church, who gave them, who died heinous deaths, horrible, horrific, painful deaths, rather than deny Jesus Christ. Let us pray, my dear this, my dear friends, this morning, that as we hear the Word of God, we may honestly reflect in our life and what, what part of me is deaf to the Word of God? What part am I unwilling of God's Word am I unwilling to accept and to surrender my life to? And how can I better speak and proclaim God's Word, not just by my lips, but by my very life, so that all people who encounter me will come to know that Jesus Christ is Lord? Praise be Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.